Movies and Booze on Moncrief on News Talk. You are listening to The Moncrief Show on Ustalk. Our WhatsApp number 087-1400-106. It is indeed time for Movies and Booze. And to remind you, this day week, uh, it'll be an outside broadcast. On this day week, we'll be in Burr County. Offaly will be in the Burr Theatre and Arts Centre. You can get to be in the audience. That's all in conjunction with our friends uh, in Marks and Spencers. If you'd like to apply for tickets, you can register right now. Go to newstalk.com forward slash events uh, we'd encourage you to do it as soon as possible because they tend to uh, run out fairly quickly we are joined in the studio by Rachel Ryan Linda Coogan and Olivia Fahey good afternoon to you all hello yes Hi. it's uh, lovely to have you all here so oh, uh, so um, Olivia are we in blockbuster season now this is the kickoff for blockbuster season yes so we've got Guardians of the Galaxy volume 3 the last installment for the Guardians franchise is hitting cinemas this weekend and then just for something a little bit different we thought we'd go to the street Streaming with Rye Lane. It's a new rom-com that's hit Disney+. Plus. Right. Rom-com. <laughs> why, it's okay. I made that face too. <laughs> yeah. Why, why are they uh, killing off Guardians of the Galaxy? Um, probably because they're all just wanting to go off and do other things. And also James Gunn, who's the director, he is now the co-CEO of DC Studios, which is now what a lot of people say is the rival. But he's like, they're not rivals. We support each other. <laughs> but he's not, probably not going to be working on another Marvel film for quite some time. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because it was a big gap. One was like volume two. Volume two was, well, at least it was before Avengers Infinity War um, and Endgame. So like, <laughs> Is that how were... you film reviewers mark time? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I, I was kind of hoping for a year or something like that. You know? <laughs> I can't remember the year off the top of my head, but yeah. it is at least six years. Right, okay. Uh, and, uh, it's been a long old time. Okay, mm-hmm. and you know the way they all interlink with each other? Mm-hmm. And like, there's these things online where fellas are taking like stills from different films and saying this was before that happened and we will be hearing about this again oh my god oh yeah it's like a lovely little puzzle piece I love yeah. diving into whenever the uh, the trailers drop I love looking at it frame by frame I get my magnifying glass oh, out wow. I am like I dive into it to be like okay what are all these little hints what's going on and I predicted maybe two things that happened in this film and I got everything else wrong <laughs> <laughs> okay well that's good to know so what I was because it, it, would it be fair to say that's a uh, lot some people kind of hate Guardians of the Galaxy that they're kind of a bit allergic to it actually the opposite Guardians seems to be the one of if people don't like Marvel films they like this one they yeah, absolutely yeah, adore it has a sense of Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. yeah it has a little bit of a, a something else going on with it and it never really takes itself too seriously until now Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> Is it like feelings and things? Yes. Feel, of course it's feelings. And, and, and <laughs> a, a rom-com. <laughs> like, is the, rom- is the rom-com dead, Olivia? Do you know what I would and have said? And is this just so. like paddles on, on the chest of the, of the rom-com? I would have said so until this film. Like, I am not a rom-com fan at all. Like, give me like an action film or something like that instead. This is genuinely just so cute and actually pretty cool as well. It is set in London Two young kids, they just meet randomly on a night out and end up spending like the rest of the day together just making each other feel better. And it's just lovely. It is really lovely. Okay, that just sounds like a date rather than a <laughs> plot of, of a film. but not really, <laughs> but okay. yes, but no. <laughs> okay, right. So it's, it's, it's all bubbles today, Linda? Rosé. Rosé. Oh, Rosé, sorry. Day. Yes, Rose yes, yes. All day. Okay. Okay, why is it Rosé all day? Because it's a fabulous sunny day uh, and we're in May. 
spring it's sprung summer and uh, I, I, I drink rosé all year round <laughs> but most people kind of only take it out after the Maybank holiday usually okay. and you see lots of kind of rosé wine sales popping up and things like that so I've got one that's really good on offer um, from O'Brien's and then a little bit of a treat the ladies were very excited to try Ooh, the yes. other wine I have <laughs> the uh, Brad and Angelina Yes. Wine. All right. Okay. And uh, do they actually do they have an involvement in making it themselves, other than just having their you know? Well, this is the one they like suit each other yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Brad is still involved, but so actually, does it have that taste, that whiff of bitterness to it? <laughs> does, does Brad actually crush the grapes? Yes, with his bare hands. Oh well, of then you yeah. know, sell a million bottles. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, so, but who actually owns that now? That vineyard. Um, so he's so basically it's the Perrin family who were um, very famous for Chateau Castel and uh, Brad. Is pretty involved in the whole thing as well, so it's good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's still got an involvement. She's like so. uh, They're just still fighting about it. There isn't a bitter note in the wine that I promise. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Now, uh, by an amazing coincidence, because we did this item uh, already about Ed Sheeran, we're in his case, and and yes, through an amazing coincidence, on the very same week, he launches an album, a film, a line of perfume, uh, trainers, uh, and uh, Ed Sheeran in Boss socks. It's fantastic. Today is basically Ed Sheeran Day. Yeah. It is officially Ed Sheeran Day. Yeah, so he won his court case yesterday. He was delighted, and he was extra th- thrilled because he did say that if he was if he lost it, he wasn't going to do music mm-hmm. again. He was like, "I'm out." In this hope. Uh, so, well, he'd probably have taken a week off, but anyway, he won his case. So he released his fifth studio album today. It's called Subtract. This is the last of his albums now that will be called after uh, something to do with maths. So he said, "This is the like he's probably running out of symbols now at this point." So, in oh, fairness, yeah. he really is. I haven't like, really followed his career that closely, but, but now that you pointed. Yeah, he's done plus, he's done equal. Is he like... is there some reason why he did all this? Is he, is he obsessed with mathematics? He like, is he a physicist? He, no, he likes maths, I think. Also, I just think it's something he started and he was like, people are on board with this. But I think, you know, he can only use so many mathematical symbols. Uh, it is his fifth studio album. Probably not. I'd say there's probably loads of mathematical ones symbols. Ones that people can pronounce. <laughs> okay. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the simple ones for like, you know, past maths, which were all... Right. Like, okay, know. right. Okay. You so, know. yeah. Okay. Anyway. Oh, sorry. Sorry for interrupting. Right. D student Ed, Ed Sheeran has a new album out. Yes. He does. Um, and I've listened to a few of the tracks. By all accounts, there are rave reviews about this today and last night. People, Some people saying it's his best album yet. Okay. It's in no way poppy. It's all very acoustic. It's all very stripped back. And um, he did say he wrote it in early 2022. He was having a terrible time. Uh, one of his good friends, Jamal Edwards, passed away. His wife was very sick with their second child. So he was going through depression, anxiety um, and all the rest. So this is when all these songs came out. So they are now, listen, it's not, you wouldn't listen to them for a laugh. Like they're morose would be the word I would use. Oh, really? Yeah, they're, they're you know, they're like emotional. They're real pure Ed Sheeran songs. But his voice in them is yeah, incredible. Because I, I heard he sounds like middle period Marvin Gaye. But maybe that's just <gasps> a rumour. <laughs> He was proven not guilty. Oh, yeah. How dare you? Um, People work away from these (laughs) things. So on top of his album, his Disney Plus documentary came out yesterday called The Sum of It All. 
<laughs> tying in with his maths. Very theme. good. Oh, very good. God, the man's a genius. He's a genius. Marvin Gaye could never come up with stuff like uh, that. Listen, no, no, totally differently. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so this documentary originally was supposed to be just about him making his fifth album, making music. Whoop de do. But then all those tragic events happened early last year. So actually, the documentary has quite a lot of depth to it. It is quite emotional. Uh, what a lot of fans though online are loving about it is that you actually get to see into his house. So he's notoriously private, but he has this massive estate in Suffolk. So you actually get to see into his lovely kitchen. Mm -hmm. Um, He has his own pub. And like when I say it's not just like a bar in the corner of the garden, it's like a full pub. Uh, Now, you don't get to see the burial chamber, which you might remember. There was a big dispute about this a few years ago where he has, I think he has a chapel or something on this estate. And he wanted to build himself a crypt and the neighbours were kind of not into it and all yeah, the rest. But I, actually, yeah. I actually think he got the go-ahead to, to do the crypt. So he'll probably, all the family will be there anyway. Uh, so uh, Does he want to be buried there? Is that the whole yeah. point? Or, or victims come along, have a, have a swift <laughs> one in his pub and then never see him again? Never to be found again. Uh, I assume it's for himself. Yeah. Otherwise, okay. it is a bit weird. Um, so that's going on. And then, so for fans, if you're in Dublin today, there is an audiovisual immersive experience to celebrate Subtract's new album in uh, the Irish Georgian Society on South William Street. They're huge Ed Sharon fans. We knew that. That's what I hear. That is obvious. Uh, That's actually their tagline. We love Ed Sheeran. Yeah. So that's why it's being held there. So if you're in town um, in Dublin today, you can check that out. You can also win a signed guitar there. Mm -hmm. There you go. Good plug there. Yeah. Okay. uh, So uh, lots of gladiator uh, uh, news. And for people thinking... Is it the Gladiator movie or Gladiator the TV show? It's actually both. It's both. There's a lot of like full circle moments today. Pedro Pascal's going to be in the movie and he's going to present the new ITV. <laughs> and he's going to be an actual Gladiator in yeah, the TV show. Yeah. No, so will we start with the TV show? Yeah. Because Gladiators was my all-time favourite show as a child. Saturday night, we'd have dinner, we'd watch Gladiators, then we'd watch Blind Date. It was a riot in the Ryan household back in the day. Yeah, it was basically people hitting each other with giant Q-tips. Yeah, and like big, huge, ripped Gladiators and they'd put like a Dean from Devon there like with a little thing to try and defend himself and it was just gas. So uh, it ran for a long time, 1992 to 2000 actually. Wow. And there was a brief reboot on Sky for a while, but it didn't really work out. So that was kind of a bit of a blip. But it's back in all its glory. It's going to be on BBC this time around, not on ITV. Uh, Same format, few new games, but some of the old favourites like, do you remember The Eliminator? Did you watch it? Oh, yeah. The Eliminator was the one. It was basically at the end, there was an obstacle course that culminated in them trying to run up a travelator that was coming down against you. It was riveting stuff. So they've announced um, the hosts for this and it's going to be Bradley Walsh from The Chase. Mm -hmm. Okay. And his son, Barney, which I thought was an unusual pairing. Now, apparently they've done a travel documentary together. So they've done bits together. Okay. And they'll be be hosting it together. And they're, so, um, sorry, Bradley's wife used to choreograph the cheerleaders on the original Gladiators. What a tie-in. Okay, so they're, was, they're, they're heavily invested in this. So wh- when does this start? Written in the stars. They're filming it uh, 
in June in Sheffield. And actually, if you want to head along, you can get tickets to go and be in the audience. Oh, I think we should go. I think like that, I would be well up for that. Yeah. You go on my first whistle. Uh, yeah, applausestore.com. You can apply for tickets in June. So I assume it'll be out maybe, I'd say, August, September. Okay. All right. So, and uh, the new Gladiator movie. Now, is this Gladiator 2? Is it Son of Gladiator? Is it yeah. pre-Gladiator? I mean, you wouldn't call it a sequel because it's not going to be the original cast, but it yeah. is a follow-on story from the original Russell Crowe Gladiator, which is okay. really exciting. Um, and Paul Mescal is starring in this. So he's going to be playing Lucius, who you might remember was the nephew of the evil emperor Commodus, Commodus yeah. in the first, in the first, thank you, Olivia. I'm like, <laughs> Olivia, is that correct? Um, so he's a grown up nephew and uh, I assume will probably won't be very nice, a bit like the uncle because the uncle kind of had his claws into him in the first one, but maybe not. I don't know. Uh, so Paul is going to be in that and Pedro Pascal has also been confirmed to be in the movie as well. He's been knocking around for a long time. Like he was in Narcos and stuff. He's very good. He was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He was in, he was in, he was in uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl as well. Was, yeah. uh, like, like my daughter was watching this stuff and I'm like, oh my God, that's pretty, but like he has what been. What is he playing it? He's, he's somebody, he's one of the, uh, like, it's like they're all, it's like junior kids that 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 have powers, but all their 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 parents have powers, and he's the leader of this group. But they're all car- uh, captured by this kind of squid-like alien. Well, he's thing. very versatile. What he is very versatile. What a must range! Be but he has been around for a long time. But suddenly, bang! It's he's just huge. It's the Last of Us. He was absolutely brilliant in that, and I think just in general, people loved that series. And, and the Mandalorian as well, even oh, though he had a hat on. Yeah, for that. the Mandalorian wasn't as good. But he was no. a very. I know. I knew Olivia wouldn't wouldn't enjoy that, but it's just the truth. I but it doesn't it. sound like him in the Mandalorian it could be anyone it could be anyone it could well, be anyone. He, he said it on the, the Graham Norton show that he actually has to do like this like very like sultry bedroom style voice and he's yeah. like when people say to him he's like oh do the Mando voice he's like no I can't <laughs> do that in public <laughs> there, okay. yeah, quite saucy Yeah. Uh, so oh sorry we don't know who, who he's going to be in Gladiator 2 now it hasn't been confirmed but he is into his action sorry he's also in Game of Thrones so there's a chance he maybe he'll be a gladiator I think he would make a good... Oh, I'd say he'd be a gladiator. Swing, he's he's gladi- a gladiator material. Like an yeah. ageing one who gets killed, maybe. An ageing kind of aging one? Well, yeah, I suppose, maybe. But back yeah. in those days, he wouldn't probably even live till... No, that age. age. That's true. Good Especially boy. as a gladiator. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited. Also, uh, Barry Kogan and Denzel Washington are also in this movie. So it's going to be really good. November 2024. Barry Kogan's in it? Yeah. Okay. I know. Again, we don't know who, but it's a big cast. It's going to be a big movie. Can Barry Kogan do accents? Yeah. We will find out. <laughs> yeah, he has a pretty good American accent. Is he? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I don't think I can't think of it. Uh, when's he done one? He. Uh, uh, there's a film oh. called American Animals that he did okay. an American accent for, which is really good. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. He'll uh, Kate says a girl from Fingless won a series of Gladiators. Did she now? She did, yeah. What, what do you win if you win Gladiators? Uh, you, uh, uh, the glory. A, a set of huge some. Q-tips uh, <laughs> is what you win. Uh, Mary says Ed Sheehan's new album is called Subtract because it's more stripped back. It's nothing to do with maths. Oh. Mary's obviously Sorry, fan. Mary. Oh, why, why does Ed Sheeran name all his albums after mathematical functions because all his music is relentlessly derivative? Boom. Oh. That's a maths joke, I'm assuming. Oh. <laughs> I don't really get it myself. <laughs> right, so uh, let's introduce us to our first rosé of the day, Linda. The first rosé, we're starting in France, uh, Provence, extremely uh, fashionable in vogue at the moment. Um, so the pale, pale um, salmon colour here, sticking your nose in, what are you getting, folks? So this is, um, as I said, the Perrin family are behind the winemaking process here, but 
Brad and Angelina, a bit of a fight, but he is very much involved in, in you know, making the brand as big as it can be. Um, there is a level up for this called Miraval and I just preferred this one. It's a little bit, you know, stripped back as we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> just like that. Exactly. Oh, yeah. um, and uh, like you're going to pay 20 plus euro for a wine from Provence. Simple as that because the land, the popularity, all of the influencers and all of these people getting behind the region you know, and the Hamptons want it, you know, so we kind of are expecting to pay. And there's a lot of love and attention going in from the winemakers in this region. So it's a blend of um, the grapes from the area. There's Grenache, Cinso, Syrah and um, like none of these are going to be blockbuster in your face or like that. They're supposed to be restrained subtle. and mm. subtle and elegant. Um but it's kind of more, you know, the shape of the bottle is pretty funky as well. I've it actually is, yeah. It. yeah. It's very attractive. And like there's the deep punt at the end means nothing. It's just uh, <sighs> to fancy show it off when yeah, the waiter's Yeah, but so you can stick your thumb in it. Yeah. yeah. So uh. it's, it's, it's a really soft, um, what flavours are you getting here? I'm getting this very oh. subtle kind of strawberry, a bit of a bit peach. Berry and peach. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, berries. Very, very summery. Yeah. The word elegant, when you said it, I was like, yes, that's exactly kind of the way that it feels which I know is a really strange thing to say but when you try it you understand like I think you know it, it really kind of coats your, your whole palate there and there's so much flavour even though it's not a blockbuster or anything like that it's only 12.5% alcohol as well which is a lovely thing for summertime drinking because mm-hmm. we tend to kind of open a bottle a bit earlier yeah. <laughs> yes, true. Um, but this for me I could totally drink this on its own it does not need any food but can you imagine it with garlic yeah. prawns mm-hmm. delish can you imagine it with like quiche and salads a really Lovely. really beautiful or, picnic area yeah. and happy days or maybe some salty snacks maybe some crisps maybe some pretzels some fabulous saltiness yeah. will cut through cut the salinity here we'll be just talking about <laughs> oh, that yeah. so Try, and Regia you're trying to be posh and you're coming across <laughs> as a peasant the, a, bag, a bag of tato for Literally, table two please I will take that thank you <laughs> and, uh, this that's uh, no, so funny actually the second wine we, I was saying it's gorgeous with kind of salted almonds and things like that we were trying to be fancy and Ooh, fancy <laughs> yes uh, killing of a sacred deer for the American accent Mm. Oh, that as well, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Good point. It's now written into law that Pedro Pascal must be cast in every single film and TV series. The guy is good, but it's getting tiresome at this stage. Oh, <gasps> I'll never be tired oh, of Pedro. No. Never ba- tired of looking at him. The backlash is just starting. <laughs> Movies and booze on Moncrief on News Talk. Drax, stay here with Rocket. Watch him. That's who they're coming for. I want to come. No. Mantis, watch Drax. Groot, you know what to do with these. Push down on it. What? Push it down. I am pushing down on it. Push the button. It looks like you're pushing the keyhole. The what? There's a button under the handle. Press that in. Okay. Now what? Open the door. That is a stupid design. And your instructions were very unclear. Right, that's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Volume 3. So uh, where are they now? Or what's happened between, or did they give any kind of story, uh, Olivia, between what happened in, in Volume 2 and, and where everybody has been? Kind of so thing? essentially, because they were all involved in Avengers Infinity War and to a certain extent Endgame as well, that storyline does follow through. And then also there is a Christmas holiday special that took place um, I saw that. In I thought it was terrible. <gasps> It was terrible. It was grand. Yeah, it was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, but also some of the plot points from that also continue on. So it is actually a proper, like, they've followed the, the thread through, shall we say. Mm. Um, so the Guardians have set up shop in Nowhere. And for those who don't know where Nowhere is, it is the head of a celestial being that uh, is now dead. And it's now like kind of like almost like a living planet sort of style thing. Okay. So they've set up shop there. Um, Gamora is off doing her own thing because it's not the Gamora that we came to know and love in the first two volumes. This is the Gamora from the past that came to the future. And <laughs> I can just, that's not I'm, complicated I'm, at I'm, all. I'm just looking at all the faces and be like, "What is she on all about?" Yeah. Um, so they're all kind of like dealing with all of the changes that have gone on in the last couple of years and then suddenly Adam Warlock comes to nowhere and he has on a mission he is looking for Rocket and he's been sent by the High Evolutionary the High Evolutionary turns out was Rocket's creator and he wants him back right. so then the whole plot line is essentially the Guardians trying to protect Which Rocket Which one is Rocket? Rocket's the little mutant the, talking the raccoon, rat yeah, yeah okay so he's yeah. uh, I thought he was a beaver I don't know why <laughs> yeah. I actually wrote down is there a beaver in it but anyway sorry he's yeah. not okay, okay. No, there's, no, there's a couple of other um, animal like beings shall we say um, but no, no uh, beavers actually not that I spotted in, in it <laughs> um, so yes the, their entire sort of journey in this installment is to okay because that it. had never been explained before exactly where he came they, from, hadn't, yeah. they hadn't really <clears throat> dove into his backstory but we always knew that there was something mm-hmm. there like in the first one when he's getting changed they're all after being arrested and they're being sent to jail and they're getting changed into their um jumpsuits and things like that and you can kind of see like all of, like the uh, the nuts and bolts in his back and things like that so you mm. can see that like he has been through like the wars and he always hates being called a raccoon even because he's like but he actually doesn't really know what he was yeah. before all of these experiments it's all very sad oh my gosh um, but yes it, it, that is kind of the, the main plot right okay and, and, and the main plot is to, is to protect him given it's the last one though and without giving away any spoilers obviously is kind of everything resolved for all you know do they live happily ever after or so the way I've been describing it <coughs> is because some people have been asking me and I was like all of the characters have a full circle moment whatever mm. that moment may be it is an act. It's an apt one for each character. Like I think they got it right for for everyone involved that okay. we've come to know and love. So whatever the result is, be it a happy one or a sad one, um, everybody I think should be happy with the end result. Okay, Chris Pratt and the I want to say Green Woman. <laughs> Gamora, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, but so okay because it was a kind of a wasn't there a kind of a romantic thing going there on? Was, there was that... yes. So he was devastated when sorry, spoiler alert to anyone who hasn't seen Infinity War, but um, he was devastated when Thanos threw Gamora off a cliff um, in order to get the Soul Stone. Um, but then Gamora, of course, came back from the past, but she wasn't the one that remembered him. So he was all he's already kind of like trying to cope with the fact that she's alive, but she's dead, but yeah. she's alive. Um, and basically she has n- wants nothing to do with him as well. So even though he's trying to be like, love me, she's just like, no, who are you? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. OK, so uh, no beavers in Guardians, damn it, uh, says the texter. <laughs> I don't think they meant it that way somehow. Uh, um, so like, OK, compared to the, is it the best out of the three? Midland? Do you know what? I would, best. I would say it's definitely better than two, but not as good as one. One just had that kind of fresh new impact. So yeah, I think that yeah. kind of nostalgic pull is still too strong. But oh my goodness, did they do a very, very good job. Like I came out of that just 
grinning from ear to ear even though there was already like tears also running down my face because it is it is equal parts like heartwarming heartbreaking and everything else in between like they really and truly take you on a little bit of a sorry for the the cliche a bit of a a roller coaster of emotions uh, throughout so it is it, it, it is lovely and I think like it just goes to show that James Gunn just knows these characters so so well well Adam Warlock I think they could have done a little bit better but for the context of the character that he created mm. for the for the film um, like Will Poulter did a great job but I think the, the scene stealer was um, and I'm going to actually make sure I pronounce this correctly Chuck Woody Iwiji I'm so sorry if he's listening I'm sorry I've just butchered your name <laughs> he is, yeah. uh, but he plays the uh, the high evolutionary and he is just a scene stealer like everyone's kind of like oh did James Gunn just cast him because he cast him in Peacemaker as well but no no he is phenomenal like absolutely brilliant I'll go see anything he's in from now on okay fair enough and the usual kind of 80s mixtape oh yes thing well, as well it's getting more modern now oh of is course, it because he got a zoom um, so he has a lot of other songs now on his playlist. So then as it gets throughout the film, you're kind of hitting nearly like the noughties at this point. So oh, gosh. the soundtrack okay. is, is, is also very, very good. Okay, so uh, heavily recommended to go and see. Yes, it's solid you, like Olivia. four out of five, I'd say. Four out of five. Okay, that's four out of five uh, from Olivia Fahey. And I should also point out that Olivia can organise your hen for you uh, <laughs> at a, a very competitive price and guarantees you'll see a Mickey uh, during the course of it. Uh, right, so uh, I, Paul Me- Paul Meskel news. We couldn't have a week without Paul Meskel news. No. He's going to play... No, apparently he's in The Gladiator yes. as well. Uh, movie, that is, not the TV show. I'd like to see that. That would be fun. Yes. Uh, he's going to do yeah. Shakespeare. Sean, the man is flat out. Like, he's going oh, to he need is. a break at some point. But he is really hot property at the moment. Uh, so he has been confirmed to play William Shakespeare. I mean, what a range from an emperor's nephew to William Shakespeare. Um, so this is in a movie. It's an adaptation of a novel called Hamnet. Not Hamlet, Hamnet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's directed by... Chloe Zhao, who's co-writing and directing the movie. So it's set in the late 16th century. It follows William Shakespeare's courtship. (laughs) That's a shame. I'd like to see one that's set in space. (laughs) Shakespeare in space. Guardians of the Galaxy, William Shakespeare mashup. Uh, But it very much focuses on his relationship with his wife, Anne Hathaway, but not the actress, uh, who's known as Agnes in the book. It follows their courtship, their marriage, and then really focuses on their twins that they have called Hamnet and Judith. Yes. Who, uh, one of them very sadly, Hamnet dies. He has a bubonic plague and he died. So it's kind of all about dealing with that kind of grief. Uh, Now, unfortunately, because it would have made sense, Anne Hathaway is not playing Anne Hathaway. What, what a missed opportunity. Uh, the role is actually going to uh, Jesse Buckley, who is another okay, cool. Irish Two actor. Irish actors then, yeah. Yeah, a real Irish affair. Um, and it is said that this movie is probably going to more focus on Anne's character rather than William Shakespeare, which is like a bit of a shame. But Paul, I'm sure, will be in there. And like, I just can't wait to see him in all the Shakespeare gear. You know, like the frilly collars, little gold earring. I think you look fantastic. Um, this is like, so this was obviously William Shakespeare's real wife who hmm. was, uh, I think she was 26 when they got married and he was 18. What? So there was a little bit of a age gap there. 
Uh, but we don't. Yeah, but people only lived till they were twenty-seven. Yeah, so, so you know. Be, yeah, exactly. So, uh, but yeah, it'd be really interesting. There's no date now for when this is being released, but I mean, Paul Mescal probably has five movies out next year, so you'll you'll see loads of them. Not only that, Susan on Twitter says saw Paul Mescal in the streetcar named Desire in London last weekend. God. Excellent production and performances all around. Daughter got his signature uh, on her copy of the play at the stage door, which was mental, uh, but was struck dumb. He's a handsome chap, says Susan. <laughs> I suspect that Susan was struck dumb as well uh, by that. So there is going to be a Mamma Mia 3 and presuming most of the primary cast live that long, who's going to be in it? <laughs> Mamma Mia. Well, now, I have to say Mamma Mia is, it, it's kind of, apparently it's in very infant stages, Mamma Mia 3, okay? Okay. Uh, it's been called the threequel to the whole thing. Um, so Judy Kramer is uh, the creator of the Mamma Mia movies. She was talking at, wait for it, the Mamma Mia I Have a Dream new TV reality show which is coming to ITV where they're trying to find uh, lead actors for the West End production of that show. Alan Carr and loads of famous people are judges on that. So she was speaking of this and she said that Mamma Mia 3 is kind of in the works and she's hoping to bring back Meryl Streep for this movie. Okay. Now, I don't want to give away too many spoilers. Didn't she die in the second one or did she come, okay. come from the past and she doesn't know anyone in the in the third Sean one? Sean just delves straight Sorry, in there. Sorry, yeah. I just... um, her character is dead. So... Um, yeah, I, I don't know. She said she's she's trying to find oh, a way. She, I just guessed that. I, just, oh. <laughs> I haven't seen any of them. <laughs> uh, it's too late to roll back on this. Yeah, um, okay. So she's in the first one. She's not in the second one. Put yeah. it that way. So uh, Judy Kramer, the creator, has said she's, she's trying to find ways to bring her back for the third movie. Listen, there's Mamma Mia is so bananas. Like a few flashback scenes. Absolutely. Easy. Or her twin sister that she doesn't know about. Or yeah, something. Well, easily yeah, easy. wedge Meryl Streep yeah. in there. 100%. I, I went to see... Mamma Mia won when it was in the cinema with my family and a few glasses of wine, you know, sneakily yeah. brought in. And uh, I had to drink to get through that. I thought it was desperate. But, <gasps> but watching it again, it is brilliant. Like they're absolutely brilliant. My son, he's only 12 and he is Abba's biggest fan now because of the Mamma Mia movies. There you go. Yeah. I absolutely loved all of them. I think they're so much fun. You can't take them too seriously. Yeah, absolutely not. Cher is in the second one, <laughs> yeah. which is incredible. She plays uh, Meryl Streep's mum, actually. She does. So apparently she might be in the third How one. How does that work? Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> Listen, it works. They all yeah. look great and it totally okay. works. And uh, Pierce Brosnan as well, surprisingly, is on board. He loves being in I mean, I don't, you haven't seen it, but like, wait, mm. wait till you hear a singing voice now. It's something to behold. It's terrible, I thought. I something thought he couldn't to sing. Behold. No, he can't. Olivia, no, yeah. are you a fan of these? Uh, yeah, actually, I am. They are good fun. Like, just yeah. literally, if yeah. you want something just to sit and just have a bit of a giggle and just a little bit of a sing song kind of thing, it it, it is gas crack. Really yeah. Is. You they hate really them. Uh, it's absolutely <laughs> clear. Your naked contempt for those films. <laughs> <laughs> Movies and booze are Moncrief. On News Talk. Ah, uh, right. Okay, so let's move on to our second uh, rose of the day, Linda. Okay, so we are moving from France uh, over to Navarra in Spain. And this wine is actually one that, what day is today? Friday? Uh, sure. Wednesday, I was driving past uh, O'Brien's and I said, ah, I'll get a sneaky little bottle of a Wednesday. And I popped in and they had a. Pink Would your house not be. Full of bottles anyway. Empty ones, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know that thing you go to the bottle bank and you can't fit them all in the container and then someone's waiting behind you kind of tapping their foot going, judgment here. Yeah, I do it know? at night Because they one bottle to put in. 
You go, no. Here, add it to my pile. Yeah, I go, I go at night. You see, again, I've loads of bottles because again, we were talking about hen parties. I would have taken all the bottles from the hen, so I have an excuse of why I have loads of bottles, mm. of course. But anyway, I popped into O'Brien's and there was a rosé sale, and I said, "Oh, I'll have a look." And this one just jumped out at me. Now I have had it before. Um, it's called Ros, and it is actually um, made by Lynn Coyle, who's a master of wine. Oh yeah. You, you, I'm not sure if Lynn's she's ever been Irish. on. She's Irish. Yes, yeah. Uh, so she lives here. She's a master of wine. She's a Brian's wine director. And um, her son designed the label. His name is Edward. He's an art student. And it's mm, gorgeous, it's isn't so it? It, jo- yeah. it actually really stood out. But see the colour. It's much deeper mm. than the Provence style. which mm. And it's a totally, totally different nose. Gorgeous, different, much more complex aromas. Mm. Now, it's more weighty, more full-bodied. But this wine is made quite differently. Okay, so on the back... It has Alicia and Lynn, the two winemakers. So she makes it with this other lady in Bodega Tandem in Navarra. Um, Native Garnacha, which is a Grenache grape. So you're getting deeper colour from this particular grape. Um, It's hand farmed, so they hand pick the grapes. It's hand uh, wild ferment, so they don't use indigenous yeast. They let the kind of wine speak for itself, being real minimalistic. And concrete tanks. So they, you've heard of stainless steel and you've heard of oak barrels, but this is concrete tanks that they use. So it doesn't add any kind of extra dimensions, but it's a different vessel. Because okay, usually it's steel tanks, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. So this is just kind of something that's kind of oh, just kind of really pure and I love it. It's real minimalistic and kind of authentic. But it says force of nature um, and Atlantic. So it has this kind of saltiness from the Atlantic coming into this wine, but gorgeous, ripe, rich berries, you can see I'm a bit of a fan of it's, this. It's, like, ast- it, it's astounding how different it is. It's how so distinct. Different. If you were blindfolded, you know. Yeah, there's yeah. so much texture to this wine. Mm. And like for me, you've got the red berry fruits, but you've got kind of a rhubarb and a salty note and all sorts of different things. Mm. So we're saying almonds, salted almonds or your tato crisps. Isn't that yeah, right, ladies? Exactly. That's what you'd like with this. <laughs> Cheap and cheerful. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is in their sale. It's usually sixteen ninety five down to twelve seventy one. Don't ask me where they got that figure wow, from. Wow, random. Yeah, but, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But uh, it's on there for a while and uh, I just think this is a, a cracking little okay, one. So. That's a, yeah, that is a lovely rosy. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, right, so uh, um, Yellowstone is going to be waving bye-bye to Kevin Costner. Yes. Or he's waving bye-bye to Yellowstone. Yeah, it's unclear what exactly has happened with Yellowstone, but they were um, in the middle of filming season five when it all kind of, not fell apart, but they stopped filming it. So they're filming in Montana. They were like, we're going on a bit of a pause and uh, they haven't gone back to film the rest of it. So it's um, Kevin Costner and it's uh, Taylor Sheridan, who is the show creator. Apparently there's drama going on. Something to do with how many episodes Kevin has committed to filming. And they're basically having a bit of an argy bargy. But there's beef there. There's beef. Yeah. Now, Kevin Costner's lawyer has come out to be like, it's absolute rubbish. Kevin is very dedicated and passionate. It's nothing to do with him. But uh, he's not coming back after season five. And I think the plan oh. was was to have several more seasons, but Kevin will be exiting the show now, I don't know how they're going to fill his role. I think it was quite pivotal. Uh, but they're going to have to do something around that. So, yeah, he's not back after season five. Okay. I thought he was like the central character. Mm, he I think, was like I think Mr. He Yellowstone. Is. They're going to have to pretend he was like abducted by aliens or like come up with some sort of crazy subplot or perhaps just end the show after season five. Didn't he win the Golden Globe as well? I don't know if he won the Golden Globe for that. I think he won something that everyone kind of went, oh. <laughs> Recently yeah. enough. Yeah. I can't understand what the, the drama details are about. Like the show's going really well. He's doing really well on it. So I, I don't get it. But he, he won't be back anyway. 
He's off. Okay, he's, he's off. Right, okay. Bye, Kevin. Uh, right, we'll move on to our second movie of the day. It is Rye Lane. Here's a clip. Uh, moving back wasn't your first choice, then? No. <laughs> I'd rather say the thing, but it turns out I'm a man who requires sheets. Ah, so you're in it for the quality bedding. Honestly, it's like they never want me to leave. They bought me a PlayStation. My dad forces me to bike rides all the time. My mum literally won't stop making me board eggs and soldiers. Oh, you poor thing. I swear I'm devolving. You know, I can see you as a mummy boy. Am I already fragile ego takes another blow? I love you, I do. <laughs> Um, right, that's uh, right. Which streamer is this on? It's going to be on Disney Plus. Right, okay, uh, but not yet. Oh, it's, sorry, it yeah. is actually on now. Oh, yes. oh, right, okay, right, okay. So, what, what, what's the gist of it? Essentially, Dom has just gone through a very tough breakup. I say just gone through. It's been six months, and he's still crying alone in the bathroom. And Yaz um, goes into the loo and here's this woman what she thinks is a woman crying and then he's just like oh I think you're in the men's bathroom she goes um, actually no it's gender neutral <laughs> so um, that's kind of like how they meet and she spots mm. that he has like these uh, pink converse on so then when they're actually at the art gallery she's just wandering around and suddenly she clocks the shoes clocks him and then they start talking she, oh, because she got, he was in a cubicle. She got, a cubicle. Did she get down on her hands and feet and look at his shoes? Or, well, or? no, it's like the cubicle door. Like, it's up about like that. All ah, right, so okay. You can see, okay. like, shoes and okay. pants, I suppose. <laughs> Would you see pants? That's a bit Jeez, too much, like isn't it? Especially for a gender neutral one. Jeans, you want to see like, people's yeah. pants. Very true, yeah. yeah. But Amer- in America, they have huge gaps at the they bottom do. of the doors. Do they? Cubicles. I don't know yeah. why. But this is London. This is set, oh, in, London. It's set in London. So yeah. That's even more baffling. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, so Yaz kind of like tries to take him under her wing to be like, stop being so sad and, you know, cheer up. And one thing that he says to her is he's like, I'm actually about to go and meet my ex-girlfriend who was cheating on me with my best friend. And they're going to take me out for dinner because they want to clear the air. Whoa. Okay. (laughs) And Yaz ends up going along as well. So their friendship kind of just like develops over the course of this day. They've now, never question, met before. Does Yaz go along on the basis of this is a woman I just met in a toilet stroke art gallery or does he give her some sort of fake backstory for the dinner? She So essentially he actually tells her don't come. Yes. And then she goes anyways and says oh sorry babe I'm late and like kisses him on the cheek and things like that and pretends to be his new girlfriend. Right. Okay. And like there's some moments in this where you're kind of like cringing like crazy just being like no no why are you doing that no turn it off turn it off but then there's other moments where you were just like laughing your butt off like crazy it is just so so funny but it's also just filmed in such an interesting and different way like it's almost like through like a fisheye lens at some points and it has these like really cool like flashbacks or kind of like asides where they're still in the scene that they're talking about but also not they're kind of like so with the scene that they that sounded a bit like that there it had like a little like uh, flashback where he's still talking to Yaz but then he's also like his mum is coming up with like the the boiled eggs and soldiers and Mm. things like that so it it has like just a bit of freshness to the rom-com format that just catches your eye and you go Oh, okay, this is actually something different. It's not just that kind of like, you know, back in like the noughties, Hugh Grant sort of style rom-com. It's something a little bit different and just has a little bit more depth to it. Yeah. Though, if you like, within a rom-com, there's the arc of they meet, they get on, they fall out, they make up, happy ever after. Is that the arc here? That is the arc. <laughs> ah, well, there you go. Then. Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> have as many tricks as you like. But that's what a rom-com is, essentially. Yes, essentially yeah. it is. So, like, it, it's not reinventing the wheel, but, you know, the wheel works just fine. Mm. But you just want to put a few new 
I don't know, stickers on it or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because I mean, you're right. It's it, shiny. It, it is. The, the, the formula works, but it seems to have kind of gone out of fashion a bit. I don't know why. Maybe it's because people like Notting Hill and parts of London for that. And that all seemed very cutesy. And then they got sick of that. And then it hasn't been replaced with anything. Yeah. Like this definitely has more of a, a cool vibe because they are like young and trendy people. And it kind of like leans into that quite a bit. Like yeah. they're at an art gallery show and her ex-boyfriend was a sculptor and that type of... I don't Relatable hipster, people. But not really. Hipster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so if you're looking for something just a little bit more on the not, you know, Space Wars <laughs> style thing yeah. over the weekend, um, then give Riley and try. Uh, if uh, if you're in a couple situation and, and, and she says to him, you know, you have to sit down and watch this, uh, will he, will, like, will at the end of it, will he have to kind of pretend he liked it? Or, or I don't think will he so. Go, oh, that was all right. The, ma- the majority, so this actually did hit cinemas uh, prior to hitting streaming as well. Oh. And a lot of the lads actually enjoyed it more than the girls when I was actually chatting to them about oh, it right, okay. So it's one that I think is suitable for both genders. Okay, well, that's yeah. that in itself is a good achievement. Yes. Really, because, uh, uh, well, like, a lot of boys won't even admit they like a rom-com, even if they have thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, this one is This there. one, it's cool to say you like it. Right. Uh, now, something you... Uh, uh, now, Rachel's going to tell us about it, but I, I, I imagine you're excited about it too. The, the trailer for... For June 2 is out. Yes, this is that we were talking about this earlier before. You're all excited about it, right? Okay. We're all thrilled. I was saying to Olivia, like the original Dune was only out, I think two years ago, three years ago. 2019. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, but I I honestly felt like it was about seven years ago because when this came out, I honestly couldn't remember what happened in the first movie. Not much. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably why. There's a lot of Timothy Chalamet going around in a spaceship in the sand. Like that is my overriding memory. Uh, So this is going to pick up on that driving around in the sand. He's also, he's still in the sand. Uh, So his character is Paul. He links up with Shani, is how you pronounce it, played by Zendaya, who we only got to see at the very, very end of the first movie. I was devastated. That was the whole reason I went to see the movie. Well, after she was in so much of the promo material. Yes. And then she's only in the last 10 minutes. Like, maybe like a few like snippets here and there. But yeah, her overall like um, airtime, I think, was only maybe three minutes long. (laughs) But didn't they like shoot the whole thing uh, and just slip, uh, cut it up into two movies? In one go. Yeah. No, they did do... Or did they come back and do it? They did go back and do Dune 2. Did they? So Zendaya literally turned up for five minutes. And she probably got loads. What is that? It It was really disappointing. Anyway, there'll be a lot more Zendaya in the second movie, which is great. So he teams up with her and the free men to seek revenge against the conspirators who killed his whole family. Um, And it's still in the the desert. Um, There's also some new characters. We got to look at some new people in this. Austin Butler, who played Mm -hmm. Elvis famously. He's a villain in this. Um, And we also have Florence Pugh, who's playing Princess Arulan. Oh, in yeah. this, she's a princess, and her <laughs> my father, favorite princess, yes, yeah. who's an emperor, is played by Christopher Walken. So it's like absolutely star-studded cast. It looks, it looks action-packed. But then I thought the first one looked action-packed, and, and there was a lot of sand action, looking out sand into worms. the middle distance. I just hope they they get get water. Aren't they looking for water? That there's <laughs> some new yeah. material. Yeah, okay, you're giving away the whole plot now. <laughs> I, uh, and anyway, I've I've gone over time. Anyhow, <laughs> Olivia, Linda, and Rachel, thank you all very much. Movies and booze on Moncrief on News Talk.